The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. The tempter approached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their magnificence. And he said to him, All these I shall give to you if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this, Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Perhaps no modern pope has spoken more about the existence of the devil than Pope Francis. In fact, last year, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops released a book based on Pope Francis' teachings on the existence of the devil and how to recognize and overcome the temptations that the devil presents to us each and every day. The book is aptly titled, Rebuking the Devil. Now, it's not a consoling thought to know that the devil exists, but it is nonetheless true. And if we deceive ourselves into thinking that the devil is not real, then we fall right into his trap. Pope Francis knows this well. That's why he so often speaks about the devil and the temptations of the evil spirit. The consoling truth, however, is what we contemplate in the gospel today. Jesus Christ has overcome the devil. Jesus Christ has overcome the evil spirit and defeated the temptations of the evil one. And in overcoming and defeating the temptations of the devil, Jesus Christ, our Lord, has won for us the grace to do the same thing in our lives. We have no reason to fear the devil. We don't need to be afraid of the evil spirit because Christ has conquered him. The only thing we need to fear is giving into sin that will lead us away from the Lord. But in Christ, we have the power to overcome evil 
and the temptations of the evil spirit. And Lent is a time dedicated to strengthening ourselves by God's grace so that we can overcome our sinful inclinations, the sinful inclinations that we all have, the sinful inclinations that the devil tries to tempt us to indulge in. Make no mistake, as Scripture teaches, the devil is a deceiver. We hear that in the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation tells us the deceiver of our brethren has been cast out. Jesus in the Gospel of John calls the devil a thief and a robber. What is the main goal of the devil? It is to lead us away from the Lord in this life and ultimately to rob us of eternal happiness with the Lord. That's why the Lord calls him a thief and a robber. The devil desires to take us away from friendship with Christ in this life and ultimately to take us away from being with the Lord for eternal life. So we need to be tuned in to the reality that the devil is real and that he tempts us each and every day to turn away from the Lord. How does the devil tempt us? Well, thankfully, we learn his tactics in Scripture, particularly the readings that we hear today, the first reading, the temptation of Adam and Eve, and then in the gospel that we just heard. Look at what the evil one does to Adam and Eve. He distorts the truth about who God is. Remember, he is the deceiver. He asks Adam and Eve, he says, hey, did God really tell you that? Planting doubt. Did he really say that? Come on. No, no. He, what he meant is he doesn't want you to eat the fruit because you'll be like God's. He deceives. He distorts. If they stopped and thought, they would have remembered that they were like God. They were created in the image and likeness of God. And then he tells them how good the... Then Eve begins to see, Adam and Eve begin to see that in their minds, oh, the, the fruit looks good. It's attractive. That's what the devil does. He makes sin look attractive. He makes them believe that the Lord doesn't really care for them, doesn't really love them. He makes them believe that they know better than God. And then once they begin to doubt the Lord, they open themselves to the lies of the evil spirit. The devil attempts to attack God's very identity as a loving father. He tries to convince us that God doesn't love us, that he doesn't care about us. And he tries to make us forget that we are God's beloved children. So in Genesis, the devil attacks the very identity of God. In the gospel, he does something similar. He tries to tempt Jesus to question his own identity as the Son of God, the Savior. What does the devil say to our Lord? He says, hey, if you are the Son of God, that's how he begins those two temptations, the first two temptations. He says, if you are the Son of God, dot, 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 right? Do this, do that. Turn these stones into bread. The devil goes after his identity. 
tries to make Jesus question his identity, which is not possible, our Lord being divine person. And so the devil goes after who God is in his essence, a beloved father, and then he goes after who we are. He attacks our identity. He wants us to make, he wants us, us to question the deepest identity that we possess. And what is our deepest identity? That we are sons and daughters of a loving father. Ultimately, the devil makes us believe that we can find happiness in sin. He attempts to distort reality, to make sin look attractive. He tempts us to believe that God can't really bring us happiness. The only way to be happy is to live a life of indulgence. He makes us question God's love, makes us question our identity, makes us think sin brings happiness, but we know the truth is that sin brings sadness. Sin is its own punishment. When we live in sin, when we commit habitual sin, when we're stuck in sin, we are sad. When we are in a relationship with a loving father, we experience peace and happiness. So what's the answer? Again, Jesus shows us the way in the gospel. To overcome the temptations of the evil spirit, we have to do three things. We could do more than three, but three things I think we see in the readings today. First and foremost, we must stay rooted in God's love. We must stay rooted in God's love. Then, we must stay rooted in our deepest identity That is, we are beloved children of a loving father. And then the way to do that is by staying rooted in prayer, particularly prayer with scripture. Remember, Jesus defeats the devil with scripture. So we stay rooted in the love of God as our father. We stay rooted in our identity as beloved children of God. And we do them both by staying rooted in daily prayer. When we're tempted to sin, whatever the sin is, What happens is that we forget at that moment that the Lord loves us, that he cares for us. We believe that sin is going to be more fulfilling than our relationship with our loving Heavenly Father. We lose sight of our relationship with the Lord. And so in those moments, we need to stay rooted in his love for us. When we're tempted to sin, in that moment, we also forget that we are beloved children of a loving Father. It's our deepest identity is that we are sons and daughters of God. We do not ultimately belong to the world. We belong to the Lord. And so in those moments of temptation, we need to stay rooted in our identity as beloved children of a loving father. And then we do that through daily prayer with scripture. Lent is a time to stay deeply rooted in God's love. When temptation comes your way, speak to the Lord. Ask him in that moment to remind you of his love and care for you. When temptation comes your way, speak to the Lord in that moment and ask him to remind you that you are his beloved child. When temptation comes your way, seek at that moment to enter into prayer with the Lord who loves you and know that God's love is infinitely more satisfying than sin. Lord Jesus, we thank you 
for your victory over the evil spirits. We thank you for the victory over temptation. And we thank you for sharing your victory with us so that we can overcome temptation in our own lives.